God doesn't give us every detail. He doesn't need to. God never told Adam and Eve that they were going to eat bad fruit. God never told Lucifer that he's going to become Satan. God never told Abraham where I'm going to take you. I just said, take your family. He never said the age that he was going to be a father of Isaac. God never told Job that Satan came to tempt him to deny God by cursing God and die. God never told Joseph that your gift going to cause you to go through a process of betrayal and denial, but your gift going to pave the way for you to be accepted and appreciated. God never told Esther, you're going to be taken away from Mordecai into the palace and marry the king just to spare my people. And you're going to prosper as well. God never told Elimelech, you're going to die. Naomi is going to take her two daughters, but one decided to go home. And Ruth going to be the one to go to your kin in Bethlehem. Just like my words say. God giving Christ his assignment, but didn't give him every detail. He wouldn't have said, Father, if this cup pass over me. Meaning, I didn't know all of this, but nevertheless, not I. Christ, we have never said in John, Father, now is the time. If I'm not mistaken, 14 through 17. Now is the time to glorify thy son. For I have finished the work. He wasn't even on the cross and said, I have finished. It wasn't even the first supper. And he said, I have finished. It wasn't even Passover. And he said, I have finished. He had no idea every detail. God never told Noah how big the ark would be. I'm going to give you the significance of every story. God never told Moses, oh, he's going to deny your attempt 10 times. No, God just say, Moses, go to him and tell him what I said. Tell him I am that I am. But he never said, oh, he's going to deny you when you go. By the way, he didn't say that. God never told Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which is Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, that you're going to be put in the furnace due to your devotion. God never told Daniel, your love life, due to your faith walk, 
and your prayer life unto me gonna cause you to be an alliance then. But you're gonna come out. God never told Paul and Silas they were gonna be whipped and thrown and chained in prison. And I'm gonna let you out. God never told Mary as she was growing up, you're going to be the one. No, she had a visitation from Gabriel as a fully developed woman. Already with her man of God. God never given every detail about everything. What he did say is Christ going to come from the same lineage of David, which is Bethlehem. How did David end up in Bethlehem? And his kin was living in Moab? Hmm. Because God knew that Elimelech would go home. His two sons, 10 years later, will also go home. It would leave Naomi and Ruth Orpah went home and sent them back to Bethlehem. Naomi was so upset about what happened that when she went back to her hometown, she told them, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara. Because God has dealt with me, the Almighty has dealt with me so bitterly. Ooh. God never told Jonah, I'm going to put you in the belly of a well, of a fish. Let's say that. It says a big fish. Three days and three nights. Not four days and three nights. That means the big fish vomit him up at night. In the evening, it wasn't the morning. Because it would have been four days instead of three nights. It would have been four days and three nights. But it was three days, three nights. That means that night, that third night, he was vomited up. At night. So you're swimming close to the shore at night. God never told him that. God never told the Israelites, you're going to be marching around Jericho for those walls to come down. Mm. Hallelujah. He never gave every detail. But everything that we are challenged with because of our gift, our gift also paves the way for our success. Joseph was betrayed due to a prophecy. They couldn't take it anymore. The coat was the last straw. But that same gift paved the way for his success and his family. God never told Job. That Satan came to me to take everything away from you, but I'm going to give it all back, double portion. So you can imagine how Job felt when he found out 
Oh, that's what happened? Come on, come on. In Revelation, it says, No one in the kingdom, in the earth, or beneath the earth, know the hour and time when Christ is coming back. Not even him. In the Bible, it says, Only God. He doesn't tell everything all the time. And guess what? He doesn't have to. Because what did Christ say? Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. Let me start with John the Baptist. Naturally a cousin kin to Christ because Elizabeth and Mary are cousins. You would have thought they grew up close as cousins, but you could tell they didn't see each other every day because John didn't know when Christ was coming. Even though Christ was already born in the flesh because Elizabeth and Mary babies both leaped together in the womb. So if John grew up with Christ as kin, he would have known when a time would come for him to be baptized by him. But let's go to the baptism. He's baptized in him. God says, this is my beloved son, who I am well pleased. That's John encounter with Christ. When camel skin, eating wild locusts, Enani along with it. And he's so radical. Prepare ye the way, pave the way for the Lord. Prepare the way for my cousin, in other words, who I don't really see, but we love each other so much, in other words. So Christ come, be baptized. You understand, time later, John is in prison. He sent his men to go ask Christ, are you the one or should we ask for another? But you already baptized him. So how did you go to baptize him? See God say, hear God say, we never said regarding nobody else you baptized. Saw Holy Spirit in the form of a dove descend on him. And then later on, you're going to ask, is it really him? Ooh, John. So Christ released miracles upon his men and said, now go and show them what I have done to you. Come on, come on. See, God never told Gabriel to tell Mary what her and Joseph would go through. No, you're going to conceive Messiah in your belly. You're going to carry around the Messiah. God is going to put supernatural power on the inside of you. And there goes the scripts and scrolls, excuse me about Christ coming in the lineage of Bethlehem. He's going to be born due to a virgin pushing him out. And when Mary had that visitation, no one believed. Why? Because a lot of times we don't believe because how the person look, how the person live, how much they have, how much they know. That's why every person in the Bible God used for a mighty act was not considered. Every single one. See, we looking at Abraham when God gave him a promise. He stood on what God said, but he's the one circumcising everybody else's son. And yet he's still waiting for his. So they're like, it's coming, Abraham. You, Sarah, I mean, don't give up. I know, you know, you're 85 now. Okay, all right. I got five more years. You understand? Not even aware of the five more years. <laughs> you understand? 
leading as a father of many nations. And that's his legacy for us in every nation today. And yet waiting for your seed to be born. God never told him. Every detail. Like he never tell you and I. Every detail. Think about all the things that you had accomplished and you are persevering and processing. Think about your progression. A lot of things you didn't know was going to happen the way it did. And then as it began to unfold, you're like, oh, I get it. That's why Christ said, blessed are those who already get it before they get it. You understand? Blessed are those who already see it before they see it. Blessed are those who already know it before they know it. Blessed are those who believe. Blessed are those who trust only. Blessed are those who don't keep asking us all these questions. Blessed are those who don't go through demotions. Go through all kinds of demotions. Blessed are those who don't get upset they don't get their way. Blessed are those who don't try to make matters happen in their own hands. Blessed are those who keep waiting patiently for me. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. God never told Moses how challenging it would be. Never told any of us. But blessed are we who continue to persevere and don't even know every detail as to how God going to come through regarding this thing. But I know you coming through because you didn't bring me this far. God didn't tell the Africans bought here as slavery that I'm paving a way for your success because there are a lot of inventions in you. Woo-hoo. A lot of history being made in all of you. Woo-hoo. I'm just going to have you to come here and see it through. Come on. Come on. God didn't tell Jonah because of you being in the belly of a fish, that there are going to be some men who give me their lives. And they're going to go and spread the good news. We're talking about the woman at the well. What about the men on the boat? Come on, come on. (laughs) Those men begin to convert themselves into believing God. And when they got to their destination, remember they were on a sailing trip. They begin to share what they have encountered. Just like God don't tell you and I everything, but your gift causes persecution. Your gift causes you to process, me to process, and your gift also paves the way for your success. But you have to already see your success while you already in a process. You have to already see your success when it looked like distress. You have to already see the good when it looked like bad. You have to already see yourself high when you look low. You have to already know before you know. See before you see. Hear before you hear. That's what God wants to teach us. Do you have to know every detail in order to give praise? Do you have to see everything in order to get things? 
Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Every episode is the way it is since step one. I said, Father, I'm over it. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do, cooking, curling hair, and recording to you at the same time. Don't he do it? Not won't he do it? Don't he do it? Don't tell me he cannot do anything. A lot of times we're thinking that it's the worst. No, it's actually the best. It's the least. No, it's actually the greater. See, God said that Christ is going to come out of the lineage of David. Let's go to David's lineage. Let's go to the bloodline. How did David come about? It started with Elimelech and Naomi. Elimelech died. His two sons died. There go her and two daughter-in-laws don't know what to do. So one go home, the other stay. Okay, we're going to go to Bethlehem. How did David come out of Bethlehem due to Ruth and Naomi? I'm glad you asked. Because God already knew that Ruth is ordained, preordained to marry Boaz from Bethlehem. And guess what? They conceived a son named Obed. And Obed conceived a son named Jesse. And Jesse conceived his youngest boy, David. And David came from where? Bethlehem. Same thing with Mary and Joseph. Finding shelter, a place to give birth, where? In Bethlehem. God never said that they were going to leave Bethlehem. See, he didn't have to give that detail. That's where many people have fallen short due to the scripts and scrolls, the Pharisees and Sadducees. Well, he didn't stay. He didn't grow up in there. It's not Messiah because you grew up in Nazareth. But God said he would be born. I got to get up. <clears throat> See how we add stuff in? He never said he's going to stay in Bethlehem. He said he will be born. Come on, come on, come on. God never said you're going to stay where you live. He said you might be born. <laughs> he didn't say you're going to stay on that job. You may just walk there at the time being. <laughs> he didn't say you're going to stay like that. He didn't say that's it for you where you are. They never would say that. He said he will be born in Bethlehem, not born and raised. Come on, come on. Now, who added and raised? Mm. That's why he wasn't considered. All the way down to Nathaniel. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Wow. Can anything good come out of Compton? Can anything good come out of Chicago? Can anything good come out of, you understand, different parts of the earth? Where it seemed to be ghetto and hood? Can anything come out of East Side High? Woo. Lean on me. Come on, come on, come on. Can anything good come out of it? All the athletes you see, and what they say? They said, I wouldn't do it. wouldn't be. Look at LeBron James. You would never play for, I mean, professional basketball. NBA, huh? Come on. Can anything good come from LeBron James? Whoa. That's why he had that video made with him at, what, 17? Him in high school and him now. 
because they said you will never be in the NBA. You just have height. That's it. You're not good. Look at him now. Huh? Can anything good come from out of you? Yeah. Okay. Can anything good come from D.C.? <laughs> Can anyone good come from being in the streets? Can anything good come from that drug dealer? Can anything come from that prostitute? Here goes Hosea and his breakthrough. Come on, come on. Come on. See, God chose Mary, not just because she was a virgin, but she had a great reputation. She's like a Mother Teresa. Didn't hardly do nothing wrong. No one really knew her as doing much of nothing, just a normal way of living. Hello, praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden, whoa, there it goes. There it goes. See, the one who looked like they would never be a part of something that would cause people to have red flags about something, that's what God going to do. You better believe it. David, you out there tending to the sheep. But guess what? God all along had him preparing while he attended to the sheep. How was he preparing him? Because when the sheep got away, because a wild beast was trying to eat and he grabbed it out of the beast's mouth and killed it. So if I could kill that, I know I could kill you. Come on, come on, come on. See, God is preparing you for what you're stepping into. But do you know it? Do I know it? Do I show it? Do you show it? Or are we complaining? Are we memory? Are we doubting? Are we rushing? Come on. I know I'm hyped, but it's okay. Hype is good. I'd rather be hyped than be boring. You understand? God never told Moses. You're like, ain't this about a blimp? God said, go and say something. And this man said, no. Okay, who the first time? No. Second time? No. Third? All the way to the temple. <sighs> Do you know God giving Ramses the second, which is we call him Pharaoh, the one who had to let them go? Do you know that God purposefully didn't tell Moses that, but he sent him to talk about the last plague. This is going to happen next. Every first male boy, even animal, going to die. Ramses II, which is Pharaoh, he said, get out of here. I don't want to hear that. Guess what? And it did. That's what caused him to hearken his heart because he had a prophecy he had to submit to. See, when God gives a warning and we don't listen and when we see it happening, we're like, oh boy, because there's the proof. There's the proof. See, he didn't believe because he didn't see no proof. But that's the purpose of the warning. So you won't see that come to pass. Just like the man who was in prison with Joseph. That wasn't God's plan to have him to be executed. It was for Joseph to tell him the prophecy, the warning. So you can repent and it don't happen to you. But he didn't repent. Instead, he got so pissed, he really wanted to hurt Joseph. You want to tell me something bad, tell him something good. Because this is about to happen to you. But he didn't hurt himself. And that's what happened. You understand? If you notice, after every mighty act, the children of God, they always repent. It brings them to shame because of the mighty eye. It caused them to hearken their hearts again. You got to think about it. 400 years they've been that way. So that's how many kings in between? And remember, Moses grew up in that palace that God sent them back to, to curse. Even though it wasn't the same Pharaoh, but still, he has history there. 
And to be honest, no one knew that he was a Hebrew, but those who God had in his family to know. And the women that was there and picked them up. Those who were in the palace and not everybody in the palace. The Hebrews, you know, many of them had no idea that he was one of them. And he thought he was doing something good by killing a man who was hurting one of them. If they knew that he was one to be spared as God had him to be, many others would have sent them sent their sons to be spared too. Well, God did this for you. Why can't he do it for me and mine? Don't that happen all the time? It was like, hush, hush, be quiet. But it came out. So God had him to go away to spare him because he committed murder. He disobeyed a commandment once God gave it to him. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Went down, dropped the templates, got pissed. Because of idolatry. And God said, come back up here. You got to get it again, Moses. Like God say, again I say rejoice. Again I say, don't be mad. Again I say, love thy neighbor. Now we already dealt with the murder. Thou shalt not kill. We already went over that. And you killed the man. And I give you commandments after that. Now love thy neighbor as thyself. Oh, you angry at them. You're so furious that you dropped my commandments. Now come here and get another set, Moses. You know, millions of people that wasn't affected by the plagues. But the Egyptians were. So you can imagine every plague that went. The Egyptians like, let them go. And he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I notice God uses water to do a lot of things. Use it for the great flood. Use it to describe Christ as living water. Cause the rain to stop so they can stop the allergy, cannibalism, executions. Amongst each other. Cause the storm to humble Jonah. Abraham had to cross to see Christ walked on water. You'd be submerged in water due to a baptism. But what's so amazing when Christ multiplied the food, it didn't mention that they had anything to drink. Use water to turn into wine. See, these are key phrases, you know, using key characters for us to really gain a better understanding. Now, all that to say, 
I have mentioned John, David, Moses, all of you, what God is doing. Now, the other portion is going to be about Christ when he was a little boy. And what happened when he said what he said? He went in his father's temple. Mary and Joseph was there and they found him. And he said, did I not say I'm about my father's business? Why would Christ as a kid say that? Now you picture your child saying that when they walked off on you and you're the parent. And you know your child knows better. See, even though Christ is Messiah, he still came here as a baby and growing up as a man in the flesh, even though did not operate in it, was still in it. But it wasn't in sin, but he was still in flesh. The only flesh walking without sin. So you know better because the Bible says that he bore sin and carried it where? On the cross. He bore sin on where? The cross. He didn't walk around sinful because he wouldn't have no connection to God if he did. It had been no point of him even coming if he came here to be as we already are. He came to be what we are about to become, which we already have been originally. And that's our true identity as God. So he didn't have any sinful nature. He bore that on the cross. And that's why he said, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because he felt a disconnection for the first time because that's what sin had caused us. And he became what? The peer mediator. The one in the middle to bring us back. That's why when you're in the middle of something, the devil always wants us to say, I don't have no parts of that. I'm not on your side, that side. I'm just going to be quiet. But God have you in the middle for a reason. Because east must connect back to west. Do you understand? North back to south. How many times you and I have friends or family that not getting along on east side and you're in the middle of it. And you're like, I don't have nothing to do. I'm just, look, look, I got my paycheck. That's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get theirs. They going back and forth. You know, okay, well, my merge is going good there. They just argue back and forth and God have you in the middle and they're both your friends. You got these friends and those friends, these relatives, those relatives. Why do you think God always have you in the middle of something? It's not because of trouble. It's because of triumph. You are a peacemaker. And God wants you to have them to amend things so it can be peaceful again. Because Christ is the center of your life. If he's the center of your life, then he's the center of it all. You understand? So you are called in your assignment to bring people back together again. It's just like peanut butter and jelly. You understand? I'm not getting into it. That's what the enemy wants us to always run away. No, I'm not getting into it. I'm not saying nothing. When we have ability to talk sense into both sides. Hey, cut it out on the job, guys. No, we don't do that. Why y'all mad? No, you shouldn't be like that. It's not that way. God, what do you want me to do about this? What do you want me to say about my friends? Say about people that I'm surrounded by that's not getting along. Because everybody should get along to go along sour Christ. See, my family, my friends had to know. Quenisha don't take sides. 
and it cost me a lot of friendships. It did. Oh, oh, you, oh, you're not gonna pick my side. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you, oh, you gonna go with them? No, I'm not on your side. Your side. I'm on the Lord's side. And all this gotta stop now. Because we come too far. What are we mad about? What's going on? It shouldn't be this way. Walking like Christ. Come on now. What you angry for? Oh, because, because. Okay, guess what? It's over. It's over. You survived it. It's over. But, but listen, it's over. See, we can't even tell our own peoples, you know what? Chill. No, I'm not getting that because then they're going to be mad at me. See, that's what the enemy want. You to shut up. And not have people to get along. It don't make sense that you have friends or family. Or I have friends and family and colleagues talking about others. And then they around them. No, we're going to stop that. Now, I'm not getting into that because I ain't got time to buy. No, we're going to stop that. And how do you stop it? By you being an example. Sometimes you have to tell your peoples. And God would tell us to. Tell them it's not okay. Not we talk about it behind their backs. No. And then we can't say it in their face. No. That's called betrayal. Anytime I talk about you and you're not present and it's something that is not pleasing, that's gossip. Come on. Come on. We can't dress up gossip. Don't, oh, it was just talking about just to help it out. No. They should have been present when we were mentioning them. Come on. We're just afraid of letting them know the truth about themselves because we're afraid they're going to take it wrong about us. But guess what? It's not about us. It's about Jesus. So if he in the center, we have to be in the center sometimes. Because he's the center of it all regarding us. So you may be in the middle of something that seems to be uncomfortable. God, what do you want me to do about it? Because I feel uncomfortable. Many times you feel uncomfortable. Your mother or your father are arguing with his brother or her sister. And you're like, you know, you and your cousins looking at each other like we get along, but they don't. That's very uncomfortable. To hear your mother upset and complain about her siblings or his siblings. Or to hear your friends talk about your other set of friends. Come on, that is uncomfortable. Like, I want to do it. I, I want to stay out of it. I love both of you. No, God, why do you have me in the middle as Christ at the center? Come on, come on. Receive this episode. So why did Christ leave without telling them? And he knew better than that. Because he knows the commandments. He's with God when God had written the commandments to Moses. Thou shalt what? Honor thy father and thy mother. That's dishonoring. To leave without saying anything. Who are you to do that, Christ? It's not because you're Christ. How much more should you know better because you are? Now, why did you dishonor? Why were you and how were you feeling and thinking? What happened for you to leave without telling them? See, in the word it says, his response to them was, are I about my father's business? Didn't I tell you guys I'm about my father's business? You know, I'm, you know I'm going to be in the church. That's not how he said it. He said a reminder. See, whenever Christ reminds us, that means there was something present that we lost sight of, of our identity for him to remind us. Okay, they say I'm not Christ. I'm not Messiah. They say I'm who? Elijah. They say I'm David. Okay, who do you say I am? Did I not ask you guys to sit up while I go pray? Why do you keep falling asleep? Mm. Did I not say I'm the son of man? Did I not say I'm the son of God? No one gets to the father except through me. Mm. Let not your hearts be troubled. I am the bread of life. Mm. You eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. Mm. 
Do you wish to meet with them too? Mm. No, you're not happy about the word I've given. You're happy that I fed you. Mm. So you're happy more about the natural food. Mm. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, you don't know about the scripts and scrolls, Nathaniel? Mm. Even when it came to Mary, you carried me. You were the first one to know about me as what Gabriel said, that you would be the one who carried me around. You knew that you would be the one to carry me because he came to you first. He didn't come to Joseph. He came to you. And on the third day, you're still in Jerusalem. And I said, be in Galilee. You didn't believe even as my mother. Hmm. Why are you crying, Mary? Hmm. Did you not know? You had me for 30 something years. Mary, Joseph, brothers, James, John, the rest of you, my sisters. Naturally, how can you forget what I said to you? Did you not believe what's going to happen the way I said exactly? Did you really believe or were you doubting going back and forth with your faith regarding me? Oh, Thomas, here I am. Oh, you want to touch my side and touch the, the palm of my hand for you to believe? Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. So why did our Messiah as a kid leave his parents without saying anything and knew it was wrong to do? And ended up in the house of God. Why did he leave a house filled with God to go to the house of God? Mm, I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked. See, Joseph and Mary went through a lot. Because for one, God chose a woman who everybody looked up to like she would never do anything against her religion, her, her love, her devotion to God. Oh, but you pregnant now? Oh, you didn't sleep with him. Oh, so now you commit adultery? Do you know how much they were thrown in their face? Even the women that was jealous of her? Especially if you one that's doing your thing. Oh, look at you now. Oh, yeah, pregnant. Yeah, right. That's an excuse. Are you going to stay with her, Joseph? You going to stay with her? This is the Lord's doing. Yeah, right. He going to choose you too? Who are you? You can imagine how David family felt, Joseph family felt, Naomi, Ruth family felt, Esther. See? All of them were not to be considered. Not even Esther. Them women looked at her like, he ain't gonna want you. You look too plain Jane. You'll dress all the way down to the floor. Girl, you better show a thou too. Better show some cleavage for this king. Stop playing around. That perfume not gonna do. Mm-hmm. See, what helped Ruth was her boldness. Because it wasn't her perfume. Because Naomi said, you know, take a bath and, you know, go and feel good and nice and, you know, look nice for him, basically. He didn't care about that. What got his attention when she said, well, you can marry me. Uh-oh. No woman says things like that to a man in those days and time. You can marry me? Because they're the ones who go to the father about marrying you. And she went to him. So she broke a tradition. You can, why can't you marry me? Ooh. No one never said that. <laughs> See, that's what made the king really look at Esther amongst all of them because of the anointing. She wasn't paying him no mind. She was talking to him about the inside of him and not wanting him because of his royalties, his looks, his palace. No, you are a good person. Oh, what do you know about me? Let me tell you. Mm, I'm listening. Do so you understand? That's why Joseph never had a second, third, fourth, fifth, nor any other wife but one. Because that woman stood 
up and stood him, excuse me, stood, stirred him up, stood him up and stirred him up. Thank you, God. You better get out there and make it right, Joseph, and stop playing around with your brothers. No one talks like you. Good. <laughs> Just like Michelle and Obama. No woman talks like that to me. Good. Now let me teach you. You don't know everything, Obama. I know you have a heart to serve people in the communities, but I have to show you some things. What do you have to show me? Can I teach you? You know she was his teacher. She taught him most of everything he knows about political, the political part of it. He just had a heart to just, you know, he used to always have like sessions talking about changes, but she helped him politically. Let me open the door about legislation, you know, judiciary, executive, all the branches. Oh, wow. See, when you're with the one that God has for you, it's different. It's not like every other woman you see. It's like there's something that, and that, that something is purpose. That something is God. It's preordained. It's embedded in you. No one can have you to feel the way you feel like the woman of God can. It's like, hmm, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> you understand? I'm not going nowhere. See, you got to think about Job's family. Joseph, excuse me, Job's kids. I'm going to go back to Christ. Thank you, God. Job's kids, they didn't honor God. They didn't worship God. They partied all the time. That's why in the Bible it says, and Job went to God on his kids' behalf regularly. That means every day. Father, spared them for my relationship's sake. Spared them for, you know, my consistency of coming to you's sake. They, they, they allowed their father's prayer life to benefit them. They always got along together as siblings, but they partied and did all kinds of worldly things. And his wife was the same way too, because she was the one that Satan asked God to keep, the only one from the past that he had. Kill the cattle, kill the kids, kill everything, the money, everything, but keep the wife. Why? Because she was the only one that was going to talk him out of what God told him not to do without God telling him. See, God said, I am the Lord thy God, honor me. Don't have any false gods. Don't put nothing before me. And that's God's command to him. But God never told him that Satan came to him regarding him. To tempt him to see if he is very devoted. But your wife tried to get you to do what Satan wanted you to do. And that's why God giving you a new wife, new family. Even though he missed his old family, but it's nothing like the new. His family worshiped God. Wife was much younger, much humbled. Now go back to Christ. Why did he leave and end up in the house of God and left a house of God? Because Moses, excuse me, why Moses? Moses, <laughs> because Joseph and Mary, oh, I try to combine their names, Mary and Joseph, Moses. Mary and Joseph, they had to really stir themselves up. They weren't seeing eye to eye a lot. Just like a lot of our parents, you know, they go back and forth, you know, disagreeing. And we're like, stop it. Some of us, you know, go in our room, slam the door. I hate this. That's why some children are on addictions now, having addictions now. 
because they're trying to find a substitute to cope what they did not like in their home. All the fussing and fighting, because you grow up knowing not to tell your family's business. That's the one of the first things our families, you know, tell us, especially our mothers. You better not tell what goes on in this house. Nobody's business. You run your mouth, you get a beating. See, it wasn't just Mary and Joseph looking for Christ. His siblings were looking. The neighborhood were looking because they were responsible for him. Messiah, he's a child. Where is he? What if something happened to him? There goes salvation. Oh, God, we're so sorry. But let's back it up. Why did he leave without saying anything? What was going on in there? Why did he need to go to a different environment? If that environment in church should always be at home as well. Because in the Bible it says, ask for me in my house. So what was going on in their home for him to leave and go to the house of God? They were going back and forth. And Christ's response, you can tell, was due to it. Did I not say I was about my father's business? He said a reminder. So what you were doing was not about me at all. I came to be an example, even as a natural child to you, I'm still the son of God. I'm still the son of man. And I did not teach you to argue, to disagree, no matter what people say about me being inside your belly. You two shouldn't be going back and forth. So I left your house to go to my father's house. Because that should not happen in your house. You can imagine. That's why they didn't know he left. Because they were so caught up in their own conversation. Like you on the job or you at home, me at home, I'm going back and forth with someone. You know what? La, 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 la. And our kid walk off and we're not even aware. La, 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 la. And guess what? Sometimes incidents happen. A kid fall down the steps or baby get hurt. And all. And we're like, oh my God, oh my God. Because we weren't watching. We so caught up in our own mess. We're not looking at the messenger. We're not even being a messenger. Because we're so focused on the mess. And that's what happened to Mary and Joseph. It was a Christ alert. Alert, alert. Christ is missing. They didn't go to church to say, oh, he's going to be here. Because that would have been their first thought. Oh, he's at church, Joseph. Let's go ahead and get him. No. Why was that the last place that they ended up and he actually was there? Because they were going to say, Father, forgive us. They were going to repent because they knew it was their fault. And that's where he happened to be. My God, there he is. Look, 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 Joseph. You can tell because they didn't split up. They didn't split up. If they split it up, it would have been Mary encountered Christ. And she told Joseph or Joseph encountered Christ and told Mary. It say, and they both found him. Come on. So we had to go around letting people know, family know, his siblings, earthly know. We found him, y'all. Because you cannot allow people to get in your purpose. Especially as a wife, as a husband. Many of us looking at our spouse, you're the one. It's you, it's you, it's you. But God look at both of you as one. So no matter what that spouse do, you still held accountable. Do you understand? See, there's a difference if something wasn't happening and then you get married and it does. 
One reason the Bible says that, you know, to divorce is if infidelity is present, adultery is present. But a lot of that was present before many of us got married. That woman wasn't cheating only when she got married. She was cheating before. But you still married her. So why get mad now and want divorce? See? There are times that you didn't know. You had no idea they... You understand? Yes, Father. I will. You understand, guys? See, we think it's just so simple to walk off on somebody. See, I'm a little witness. God said, don't you dare go in there and sit down and you tell them what I said. Tell that man because all of you are my children. I care about you all. Don't you get up and walk away and you go and tell every one of his family members what I said to you. I had to call everybody. I had to Facebook a lot of people. That's the only time I could message a lot of them. I had to explain. Because that would have been so messed up had I just rolled out and we've been together and, you know, been around each other as in-laws and doing things together. And yeah, you just roll out like that. Oh, for real? That's how you feel? Nah, Quenisha, I want you to make that thing right because I am right. Because you are the righteousness of me. See, when we roll out on people, that's not what God wants. You have to sit down and communicate that thing. God said this is not it. We already aware it's not. That's why it's the way it is. And sometimes it is what God said it is, but we're not working together regarding it. Just like Murray and Joseph wasn't. And look what happened. Christ stormed out on them. And they didn't even know. The last place they looked, that's where he was, basically. They went everywhere looking. They told him, we were looking everywhere. Did you not know? That means we came to the last place, which we should have came first. Ooh, God. You understand? We wonder why relationships don't last that God has preordained because we put everybody in. We tell everybody our business. You have to know Led by Holy Spirit, what to tell him, what to keep. She don't clean, he don't clean. She don't work, he don't work. We don't even touch. We don't. We, we don't. We're not even intimate at all. And people just listen to that stuff. And sometimes they give you their feedback about their relationships, but that's not the purpose of marriage. Like that movie, Wait to Exhale, was the worst movie that can ever be about relationships because every single one of them was stressed up. And every single one of them were desperate. Desperate. That's why they were waiting to do what? Exhale. Come on, come on, come on. And God gives us what? The breath of life. Come on, come on, come on. From the who? The bread of life. Come on. A fresh breath. And you waiting to do what? Breathe? Mm. So you holding your breath until you meet a man? Wow. And you're not knowing that you're walking with the man? Whoa. And I don't mean man in human form. I mean in fatherly form, our father. It says he so loved. He's our father. Not in human form, but he is our father, not mother. He so loved, not she so loved. You understand? God said, go. You got to continue on this. (laughs) 